Hi, before we get started with today's message, I would like to give you some information on where you can follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can search Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps. That is M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S. And now on Twitter, you can search encouragement, E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-E-M-E-N-T-W-2. I hope that you would consider looking for me and connecting with me via message and comment. Let's get started, and I hope you enjoyed today's message. Thank you for joining. My name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. hope all is going well and you're having a beautiful blessed day. Today I want to take some time and tell you a little bit about me. And what inspired this podcast episode is that I am reading a new book and it's called Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First. And it is all about how we can open up to each other and share the deepest parts of ourselves with the people that we love. So I want to take some time and share 30 facts about me that I had previously written a few years ago, but I think they deserve resharing since I am reading the book. So fact number one, I was born 11 weeks early I actually was placed on a ventilator almost immediately after I was born. I was born in Glendale, California, but immediately transferred to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, where I would spend the first three months of my life. Fact number two, I started walking at the age of eight. After a painful, painful surgery that happened in the summer of 1990. Fact number three, I wore braces on my legs as a kid. And this continued until I was 13 years old. And I had my whole rebellious streak come on and I told my mom, I'm not going to therapy anymore. It sucks. It hurts. I don't like it. I'm not going. Number four, my favorite singers when I was a kid were Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, and Belinda Carlisle, but I also loved Gloria Estefan and Cyndi Lauper. 
As far as I know, this is fact number five. As far as I know, I was the first person to use a wheelchair in my high school choir. Fact number six, I am responsible for the ramp that leads to the, to the auditorium stage at my former high school. I needed the accessibility to get on stage and for a long, long time that accessibility came in the form of my parents or sometimes even a teacher helping me up the stairs. There were four stairs to the stage and rightfully so, the school wanted people to stop helping me and stop um, putting themselves in physical danger because what if something had happened to harm me or them? So I was responsible for getting a ramp because of the fact that I spoke and I will, um, I will tell you a little bit, bit more about my story in a minute, but I spoke at USC because they needed a student speaker. And I spoke about the ramp, about my need for accessibility to the stage. Fact number seven, in high school, I sang at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in downtown Los Angeles. Okay, so every year we would sing at the Los Angeles Master Chorale Music Festival. And the Los Angeles Master Chorale Music Festival took place every spring, so around this time. And I was blessed to be in high school when the legendary maestro, Paul Solomonovich, was the director of the Los Angeles Master Chorale. And every year during this big, big concert with every school in the district, um, we would come together as a mass choir and sing, I believe it was six selections that he had chosen for us. But there, were, there was also an opportunity for six choirs, six individual choirs to send in audition tapes or to be chosen to do a selection of their own on stage in front of everybody at the Dorothy Chandler. And one year, my school was one of those choirs. So fact number eight also has to do with singing. I sang for, I sang for council members in high school. So we were hired by Richard Alatori. He was the councilman for our district at the time. And he hired us as the entertainment 
for his Christmas party. Fact number nine, in ninth grade, I spoke on stage at USC to a huge crowd of people. That is when the ball started rolling on the ramp that we needed because I told all of those people the story of how my choir director told me that I would no longer be able to have a teacher or my parents help me up the stairs because it wasn't safe. So what I had to do was park myself as close to the stage as possible so I could still look as if I was part of the group. And that started the ball rolling also in getting my story told in a newsletter and having the courage to go to my principal and just really get the ball rolling and not, you know, actually having a construction crew. I didn't hire the construction crew, the school did, but we really needed that ramp, not only for me, but I hope that when things go back to somewhat normal, that people that the students that have a limitation would be able to access that stage and use their gifts of their voice. So fact number 10, I represented Southern California when I was invited to a meeting in Sacramento. And this was in 10th grade. So, as part of the Shonda Smith Consent Decree Committee, I was invited as a student representative to this meeting, and it was one of my most grown-up moments to, um, at the time. I was able to tell my ideas of how I thought things should go, and I was able to come together with others to create a better, or what I thought was a better way of doing things. Fact number 11, after high school, I was one of 53 students to be part of the governor's youth Forum on Disability when Gray Davis was governor. And I spent a week in Sacramento. This was my first trip by myself. My first trip to Sacramento, I was accompanied by my mom. But this was my first trip ever by myself. And we stayed in the college dorm the college dorms at Sacramento State University. And during this week, we had a chance to do a little bit more of the same things that we, that I did previously in 10th grade. But it went even deeper than that because I had my class write letters 
to the governor. And I was able to, I didn't meet the governor, but I was able to take them to, to um, the Capitol and I was able to get the opinions of everybody that I knew heard. As well as have a one-week college experience that I will remember for a lifetime. Fact number 12, I passed sign language. This is a really cool one. I passed sign language in college with the help of Mr. Holland's opus. So I, I am not a very, I'm not very savvy in passing languages or learning languages. So my biggest struggle in, in college was passing the language I needed to graduate. Um, and when it was like my last stitch effort, I decided to take sign language. So as you could imagine, I was not very good at um, doing the signs with my hands or spelling. But what saved my grade and got me out of college was writing an in-depth paper on Mr. Holland's Opus. And if you guys don't know the story of Mr. Holland's Opus, it is a true story about a family who has a son who experiences going deaf at the age of two. And so when they have this experience as a family, they go through all these dynamics that you would think a family would go through. All the frustration, all the learning, and all the sadness and hope that families go through. Well, I watched that movie back and forth about 15 times, and I did an in-depth paper on the family dynamic within the movie. And... I got a B in my sign language class and I was able to get out of college. Fact number 13, and this is a fun one too. My entire childhood, my baseball jersey number was 13 because it is my family's lucky number. Throughout his childhood, number 13 was my dad's jersey number up until he stopped playing baseball when I was a little girl. Number 14, I sang a song in sign language when I was in children's choir at church. And this song was called God Bless You, My Child. And what how that came about was my choir director, Mrs. Johansson, we lovingly call her Mrs. J, 
um, Mrs. J had the idea of having another church member teach me sign language. So what this other church member did was she made a video and put it on a videotape. And I would watch this video for a couple hours every week up until I learned this song. And I performed this song, I believe it was at Christmas. Um, but it is a memory that I always carry with me. So number 15, I started walking long distance in only three weeks. In 2011, I decided that I did not want to be a wheelchair user anymore. So I was enrolled in therapy, but my being enrolled in therapy wasn't a lifelong journey as we had hoped it would be because when you are in therapy, it, you know, gives your body a chance to move. But um, I was only allowed six weeks of therapy. So my therapist asked me what I wanted to work on. And I said, well, I want to get rid of my chair for good. I want to give it up. And I want to learn how to walk long distance. And she's like, well, that's going to be really, really difficult. But I told her, you know, I know it is, but I know I could do it. So, within three weeks, I was walking long distance. And I used the other three weeks to perfect my posturing and um, my stride. Gait is really important when you walk. The pattern in which you walk is really important when you walk. So, I perfected all that within the last three weeks. Fact number 16, I've seen Wicked five times and Jersey Boy three times. And the first time I saw Wicked, I was blessed to meet Eden Espinoza and Megan Hilty and all of the other times that I saw Wicked, I was blessed to take somebody to the theater who hadn't seen it yet. I think that is one of my greatest passions um, in life is to introduce people to things that they have not seen yet. Number 17, I met Adam Pascal from Rent twice. Okay, so if you guys have listened to my Love Runs Deep episode, you know that Seasons of Love is a big, big part of my heart because it's a song that we sang in high school, and that became a theme song, a signature song for our concert choir. But I also just... um 
had the chance to meet Adam when I was 24. And I also had a chance to meet him three years later when he did the, I believe it was the 10th anniversary of Rent, or maybe it was the 20th, but I will never ever forget those two opportunities. So number 18, I've been a part of a cast of a TV show. As a participant on a show called Live Big with Ali Vincent that aired on the Live Well Network. And I was a part of that show because I wrote Ali a letter documenting my weight loss journey at the time. And I was accepted on her show and... My episode was filmed within two days. So that was a big, big honor also to have in my life. Number 19, because of that show, Live Big with Ali Vincent, I've walked a red carpet. It was at the Beverly Hills, I believe the Beverly Hills Hotel, where we had our season three finale, or no, our season three premiere, sorry. And I was able to walk the red carpet with my friends. Number 20, I've done a 5K. So this 5K came about when Ali asked me what my goal for being on the show was. And I had said that I wanted to walk a 5K. I hadn't, it was something that I had never done, but I've, I had always thought about. So I spent a year of training to walk a 5K and that happened in December of 2014. Twenty-one. It is a goal of mine to go to New York City and see Wicked on Broadway. And not only do I want to see Wicked on Broadway, I want to walk into Wicked on Broadway. And here's why. I want to walk into Wicked on Broadway because all of the other times that I've seen it, I was, I was a wheelchair user at, the, at those times. And so I think having the opportunity to walk into that show, I see myself as a very much combination of Alphaba and Nessa Rose. So like I see myself as a woman who once was a wheelchair user, but complete somebody who has completely defied gravity in her life. Um, Number 22. Barefoot in the Park is one of my favorite movies and plays. So, Barefoot in the Park, the movie, is a movie that stars 
Robert Redford, and Jane Fonda. Barefoot in the Park, the play, was my final year of college. It was my midterm. And I played 22-year-old Corey Bradder at the time, and it was just one of the most funnest experiences that I've ever had on stage. Number 24. Oh, okay. So, number 20, yeah, 24. I think I skipped 23. But 23 was I played Corey Bradder in college. Um, so 24, a woman at my church used to call me sunshine. This woman, her name was Miss Margaret Woodson. She has since passed on, but she always used to call me sunshine. Hi, sunshine. How are you doing today? And she, she was a sweet, sweet lady who used a walker and I used my walker. And she would always say um, sweet things like, you're stronger than me. Um, you could beat me any day or things like that. I'll always miss her. 25. I want to, I want to travel and tell my story. In front of audiences. So... One of the reasons why I started this podcast is to do podcast episodes like this because I want to tell the story of what God has done in my life and let people know that let people know that with God anything is possible. Number 26, people think I'm still in my 20s. And when I wrote this, it was so it was true. And it hasn't been true for many people in recent times. But I did get a comment from a dear friend of mine where he said he thought I was only 25 at most. Number 27, I found out that people at my church get nervous when I climb the steps to the stage at my church. So, I climb the steps to my stage, it's only, or to the stage, it's only four steps, but my pastor's wife once told me that People were asking her, aren't you nervous about helping Marie up the steps? And Miss Judy was like, no, she does it all herself. All we do is spot her. She does all of the work herself. Number 28. I went by Nikki in junior high school. Now, my uncle has always called me Nikki because my, my name is Marie Nicole. And it was actually supposed to be Nicole Marie because my mom wanted to always call me Nikki. 
But my dad liked Marie Nicole better, so they went with that. And so I had a, a little identity crisis. I <laughs> called myself Nikki in junior high and went by Nikki in junior high because I wanted to be cooler and I didn't think Marie was cool at the time. Now, I like my name. Number 29. I was on TV in second grade. So I was chosen for a local show. I don't know how national it was, but I was chosen for a show along with my friend Stephanie. I'll never forget her. She was such a sweetheart and I was chosen or we were chosen to talk about this opportunity that we um, took part in called the Exceptional Games. The Exceptional Games were was like a more local version of the Special Olympics. And um, so Stephanie and I were interviewed on the show. And we talked about, I remember being so embarrassed because we talked about our favorite part of the of the event and of the day in itself and somebody said and I think it might have been one of my parents or maybe even my teacher but somebody said that my favorite part was was um lunch and so I I remember just saying oh yeah but I also remember walking away thinking Man, I wanted to tell them about the baseball toss. So to end this number 30, we're finally at number 30. And it's just simply that I love what I do. I love podcasting. I love making videos and I love connecting with people. So on that note, I want you to reach out to me. And tell me any feedback that you may have. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. God bless. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks again so much for listening. Feel free to leave me a true and honest review on your favorite podcast player. Or you can also message me via my website. I have the audio set up where you can leave me a voice message. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.